everyone. Welcome to the Live Revolutionary Podcast, and I'm your host, Vanessa Cruz. Listen, I'm so excited to dig into today's topic. We are on part two of Don't Let Fear Punk You. It is going to be so good. But listen, before we dig in, there's two things that I want to talk about really briefly before we get into our episode. Number one, I've been feeling like there's been a recent uptick in conversations, also with clients, with friends, um, with families, and this topic of attachments keeps coming up. Um, And what I mean by attachments is, how is it that we relate to other people in our social relationships? Um, Sometimes we can project certain feelings or needs onto others unknowingly because these needs were not met as children. And so I talk a little bit about this in my article entitled, Who Needs a Daddy Anyway? So if you have any daddy issues, you're going to want to read this article. And you can find this on liverevolutionary.org. So again, if you've ever felt like you form attachments with people too quickly, or you struggle with not feeling loved enough by the people around you, and again, if you know that you have some daddy issues, either way, if you're not feeling these things, check out that article. You will greatly benefit from it. I did a ton of research on it. Um, And as always, I'm sharing from a personal perspective, psychological, biblical, and spiritual perspective. So go check it out. Next, number two, if you haven't yet, make sure that you listen to episode six before we dig into episode seven. Um, This is a two-part series. Don't Let Fear Punk You is a two-part series. And in part one, of episode six, I talk about God's original intent of fear. And so it's, I, I needed to lay down some groundwork before we, um, before we dug in. I think that we all sort of understand that we're not supposed to fear, but I think that we sometimes need to break up some of that knowledge that we already know, quote unquote, and we need to introduce fear from a different angle. And so I thought, you know what, let's just, let's talk about what the original intent of fear is and why we even experience this emotion, why we even have the emotion. I talk about what's the difference between the fear of God, which is healthy and good, and how unhealthy fear can be triggered during inappropriate times. Like if God's original intent of fear is actually to protect us, it's a good thing, then why is it coming up in inappropriate times? or times that I just don't want to experience it. So you definitely want to check that episode out, episode six, before we dig into today's episode, episode seven, which is part two. All right, so where I want to begin is I'm super pumped about this, um, about this topic. I feel like, you know what, this is working. And I've, I've gotten a lot of feedback from several of you about how this was needed, how you've enjoyed it. Thank you for your feedback. That's super motivating. Um, I'm doing this out of my love for God and out of my love for you. I really am. And I want nothing more than to hear that you are being set free from things that are holding you down. Okay, so let's start here. I believe that the number one principle in warfare, whether it's physical warfare or spiritual warfare, that the number one principle is to know thyself and know thy enemy. If you know yourself and you are, you're capable of being self-aware, you're not doing things uh, all willy-nilly and you don't know where it's coming from, we've got problems. And then if we also don't know how our enemy operates or what his motive is, then you know what? Without those two things, forget it. You might as well hang it up. So number one is to know thyself and know thy enemy. And so that is sort of the angle that we're going to take today is let's talk about 
um, what, let's start identifying some fears. And let's also talk a little bit about what is the enemy's motive behind the lies that he's speaking to us. So I had an interesting conversation with my husband. We went out to eat. I really, one of my favorite all time things is going out to breakfast with my husband. It is like when I wake up and I know that we have, it is our day off. I'm like, yes, let's go and order good breakfast food. There's nothing better than that. Like going out to dinner, that's cool. But there's something about going out to breakfast, you know, and you just like having that anyways. Um, so I was looking forward to this to this time and you know we started talking about my podcast and he's just like you know fear is supposed to protect us it is a survival instinct and so he said I wonder why we would need that survival instinct in the garden of eden if really it was paradise you know why would we need this emotion of fear why would we be scared of anything and immediately when he said that what came to mind was the scripture in Genesis 2.16. Listen to what, uh, what God says to, um, to Adam. The Lord God commanded the man, saying, From any tree of the garden you may eat freely, but from the tree of knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat from it, you will surely die. That's the verse that came up immediately. And I said, yes, there was fear present in the Garden of Eden, but it was a healthy fear because I don't know about you, but if somebody tells me if I do something, I'm going to die, that sounds scary to me. And it is going to um, initiate a very cautious sense about me. I'm going to be like, hmm, I'm going to think twice about doing this thing. You know, it's, it's like a caution. It's like a yellow light. Like, hey, carefully measure your actions and your potential consequences. But then what happens? The enemy comes in scene and we see that the enemy enters their camp. And what is the first thing that he attempts to do? He challenges that healthy fear that both Adam and now Eve are participating in. They already know the implications, um, but what the enemy does is he brings up what God had said, but he slightly twists it. And so in essence, what he was doing is by twisting what God said, we see that he not only lies to us, to instill unhealthy fear, which is most likely the fear that we struggle with on a day-to-day -day basis, that unhealthy fear of being scared or fearful or worrisome about things that we shouldn't be, right? But he also lies to remove healthy fear as well, which is what happened in the Garden of Eden. So removing a sense of healthy fear might, might sound like to us, like, um, you know, it's okay that you're leaving early from work. You know, everyone else does it, you know, so it's he lies to not only instill unhealthy fear, right? Irrational fear, but he lies to remove healthy fear as well that might remove a sense of caution or a sense of integrity. OK, so now we see that the enemy's main strategy in the Christian, in the believer's life is fear. And he uses it to his advantage by either instilling um, unhealthy fear or by removing a healthy sense of fear that could, um, 
you know, essentially keep us in right standing with God. So all of this, um, just this little bit that we have discovered here, what we have identified here, is that this is one of the enemy's main tools or weapon against us to gain a foothold both into our life, our mind, and in our heart. Um, And it's that fear tactic because, you know, fear just has such a hold on us. It really, it really has uh, control over our actions. So it would make sense to use this component of fear in our life. So the next thing we want to do, which is which is extremely important is identify um, what fear or fears are you struggling with. So let's talk a little bit about how fear sounds, okay? Fear says this, fear has a language. Um, It might sound like, I don't think this is a good idea. You know, you're overly cautious. You listen and, and you think, oh, well, I can't do this. Or fear may be nagging you, saying, "Well, what if this? What if this happens? And or what if this were to go wrong? Or or what if this? Or what if this? Or what if this?" Okay, so you're constantly second guessing and questioning and anticipating. Or fear might sound like, "What will they think of you? What will they say about you? Oh, look at you! They probably think like you're you're trying to be somebody that you're not." Or, um, you know, and so it's constantly guessing, you're constantly anticipating and wondering what are others going to think of you, right? So that might be like the fear of man, okay? So the first thing that we need to do is develop an understanding of what you're afraid of. And it goes a long way toward combating that fear. So ask yourself, when you feel most afraid or when you feel most paralyzed, do your fears start with what if? What is it what is it that thing that you anticipate? Bad things happening, tragedy. You know, I once spoke to somebody who had so many good things happening that they had because they had struggled with fear for so long, they were afraid they couldn't even revel. They couldn't even accept God's blessing over their life because they were already anticipating well, something's bound to go wrong. So I feel like I need to be prepared for whatever, for whatever bad thing is going to happen. Like all of this is too good to be true. And so fear can actually cause you to doubt and not accept God's goodness over your life. We cannot let fear punk us out of God's blessings and God's goodness in our life. Do you fear people? Um, you know, again, this is what, what some Christians call, you know, the fear of man, you know, are you, do you feel like because you're so, um, sensitive to what others might think about you, are you, do you become a people pleaser where you just want to make sure that everybody seems happy or you're constantly sort of asking questions with an underlying motive to, to, uh, measure whether you're in good standing with that other person. So really what ends up happening is that we live to serve and please other people rather than living to serve our God, rather than living to serve and please our God, who is so much more worthy of our energy and our thought and mind space, you know? So again, fear can also even remove, you know, um, your energy, your priority, Um, and your heart from where it should be, and that's with God. 
Or is it circumstantial fear, a fear of crowds, um, a fear of speaking in front of people? Like, do you feel like, man, the only place that I feel fear is in this one, you know, target that focus on that. Um, start to ask yourself, where am I feeling fear the most? Is it in one particular area? Is it around one particular side of the family or is it around one particular person? Um, so hopefully all of this is starting to, um, break the ground up a little bit so that you can begin to identify what is it that I am really struggling with? Because fear is very broad. And so we need to just hone this down and, and begin to focus primarily on the specific fears that you are dealing with. Are they intrusive thoughts? Um, and when I mean by intrusive thoughts, like, do you feel that they're, they just pop up out of nowhere, like an image will just show up of like you in a car crash, um, or of something, uh, an image will just show up of you, something happening to your children or something happening to you. Um, and so I seem to get a lot of this with, with my clients where these, these random images of bad things happening either to themselves or to other people. Um, and when I encounter that, sometimes they are connected to an obsessive tendency to ruminate um, and they are very worrisome, worrisome people. Sometimes they're just arrows from the enemy. And what I mean by that is you might be just being attacked. Ephesians chapter six, verse 16, in that one section in Ephesians that talks about the armor of God says this, in addition to all of this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Okay. And, um, man, this is so good, but we are going to talk about faith and how faith plays a huge part in overcoming fear. And we see this in Ephesians chapter six, verse 16. In addition to every other um, piece of armor that comes with the armor of God, it is the shield of faith that Paul pieces together and associates with being able to extinguish the flaming arrows of the evil one. And so sometimes um, these intrusive thoughts, these random thoughts of fear, they could be connected to, um, you know, real anxiety disorder, or they can be connected to the enemy. The good news is, instead of trying to break your head, figuring out whether or not you have an anxiety disorder, or, you know, you're really being attacked by the enemy, the solution is the same. And that's to take up the shield of faith. So let's talk about that. E. Stanley Jones said, the probabilities are that fear, worry, and anxiety are the greatest single trinity of evils a man can take into his life. He must root them out at all costs. You know what? I am in total agreement with that. What if I told you that worry is actually a type of atheism? I mean, think about that. I think that when we worry, I mean, because the scriptures are clear, it says, you know, it says, do not worry. It says, be not anxious. And they don't sound like suggestions. They sound like commands. Um, and so if you think about it, how is worry associated with atheism? Well, it's because we have to admit that our fears are rooted. Our fears are, are rooted in a general lack of trust in God. 
deep down inside, we are like Moses. And this scripture, this scripture on Moses, this whole interaction with God, with Moses, which I'm about to read is actually taped to my desktop monitor. And, you know, the God of this universe is speaking to Moses through a burning bush. He's, he's literally having a supernatural experience, okay? And he says to Moses, you know, I'm, I'm going to use you and you're going you're gonna to free my people from slavery. And, you know, Moses just, you know, I'm all about audacity, but this is the wrong kind of audacity. He says, well, my Lord, you know, I'm not eloquent. And he begins to have this disagreement with God and says, you know, I'm just, I'm not the greatest public speaker. You know, I'm kind of slow of speech and of tongue. And God is like, who has made man's mouth? Who makes him mute or deaf or seeing or blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now, therefore go, and I will be your mouth and teach you what you shall speak. You know, I mean, God literally had to like remind him who he is. And, you know, Moses is just so fixated on the fact that he's not of eloquent speech, like he's not the greatest public speaker. And this is what disqualifies me from this thing, you know. So deep down inside, we really have to accept that some of our fears, our worries and our anxieties are a type of atheism because it means that we lack trust in God. And so we have got to learn to start really listening and identifying what is it that worry, fear, and anxiety is saying, and what does God say? You know, because I really believe if we supply the willingness, God will supply the power. If you supply the willingness to overcome fear in your life, God will supply the power. It's guaranteed because he didn't give us that spirit of unhealthy fear. He gave us a spirit of power. But the problem is, is that most of us just feel the fear. We know we're nervous about something and just accept it and allow it to scare us. But once we learn and grow in the discipline of asking ourselves why, if, if out of this whole podcast, the only thing you get is this, I, I'm hoping it's this. Ask yourself, why are you scared of this thing? When you can develop that discipline of taking that extra step after you, you sense fear, after you feel afraid of something and you ask yourself why, you will begin to uncover the core beliefs about that matter. What is it about that thing that you believe that's causing you to feel afraid? And guess what? I bet it's a lie. It's a lie. It's a lie about that thing that you've been believing. It's time to extinguish that arrow from your life. So how do we begin to extinguish that arrow? Well, first we identified our fear, but next I just talked about that willingness and the willingness to want to overcome your fear is a big deal. So much so that we read in, in John uh, chapter five, verse six, Jesus uh, sees this dude, he's, he's lying on the floor, you know, he's been sick for a long time. Um, and you know what Jesus asks this man? He says, do you want to get well? Read it. John chapter five, verse six. He says, do you want to get well? Why is that? Why do you think that Jesus would have to ask that? Well, because some of us don't want to get well. Some of us don't have the willingness to want to overcome our fear. 
we're we're just we're you know we just want to stay in our own comfort zone we want we don't want to be stretched you know we don't it's hard work to have to overcome your fear i won't lie to you but it's so worth it and again so the strategy after identifying our fear we have to have the willingness to want to overcome the fear and then how is it that we extinguish that arrow with faith the opposite of fear is faith and faith requires trust all of this everything that i'm saying is motivational it's a motivational speech if we do not grow in trusting our god really quickly here's some verses um, that i want you to have to allow to soak into your mind proverbs 3 5 says trust in the lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding because your own understanding might be filtrated with lies from the enemy isaiah 26 3 says you keep in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you just like peter when he was he was looking at jesus on the water and he was all good he was walking on water and the moment he removed his eyes the moment that his uh, eyes were not stayed on jesus he fell he fell through he fell into the water okay you keep in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you psalm 37 5 commit your way to the lord trust in him and he will act and jeremiah uh, 17 7 through 7 through 8 says blessed is the man who trusts in the lord whose trust is the lord he is like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream and does not fear when heat comes for its leaves remain green and is not anxious in the year of drought for it does not cease to bear fruit so as you can see there is a biblical mandate to trust in the Lord. But then there's also this, not only must we believe well, but we must act well. You know, we hear these in scripture, there are different elements. Um, Familiar passage in James says that we should submit to God, resist the devil and he will flee. So do you you hear that? You, You know, there's a spiritual action that we take and that's we submit ourselves to God but then we must also resist the devil and that entails an operation of our willingness again an operation of our will what we choose to act and it sounds like you know what we have to stand up to the devil and so we do we do that by standing up to fear we literally through episode one and episode two this is part of us standing up to fear we are knowing thyself we are knowing what our problem is and now we are knowing thy enemy so that we know what his strategy is we are not going to be caught off guard the next time fear appears in our mind we are confronting it and so the best way that you can do this is by verbally announcing to yourself so that you can hear you should say the next time you experience fear i have overcome fear in the name of jesus and this might be mm, i don't know maybe a little pentecostal maybe a little charismatic for for some of you but let me tell you this it is not pentecostal it is not charismatic it is actually biblical because king david did it himself david talks to himself he says why are you cast down O my soul and why are you in turmoil within me and listen how what he declares over himself what he tells himself he says hope in god for i shall again praise him he's saying no you he's speaking to himself he's shaking himself he's holding himself down he's saying listen you hope in god and you will 
praise God. You will praise him again for his salvation. He says, hope in God for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. Okay, and so you stand up to fear, you confront it, you speak that thing over yourself, you declare that truth over yourself. I have overcome fear in the name of Jesus. He has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Faith in God also requires confidence in God. Did you know that actually confidence broken down in the Latin is con fideo, with faith? So think about it. We operate in faith all the time. When we're driving down the street, we have a particular faith knowing that the person who is behind us, the person who's driving in the the lane just um, right over to your left is not going to drive right into us. That's faith. That is a common faith in man. So we can put faith in all sorts of things, but why is it so hard for us to put faith in the very place it should be, in the God who saves us, in the God who we believe you know, is going to bring us into eternity with him? But we can't trust him for these small, small things. Really, they're all small. The things that you fear are also small. Why can't we trust him for the small things, but we can believe him for our very salvation? You know, and so we need to put some perspective around this fear as well. The best way to combat fear is through faith, through trust, through confidence in God. The last thing I want to leave you with is what if, what if fear, what if the fear that you experience, what if it actually was direction for you? And the reason why I say this is, the enemy is strategic. There is a reason why he's instilling an unhealthy fear in particular areas for a reason. I want you to think about that. Why is it that there are some things that maybe you feel just fine about, but there are some areas where you feel such opposition and that you just sense there's such a fear there? What if fear was at, that fear was actually a clue? What if that fear was a clue of the direction that God has for you? Faith comes by hearing the word of God. This resource, this podcast is always going to be here for you to replay, to drown out that fear. So identifying that fear, creating the willingness, you know, to want to even combat this fear, getting the courage to say, that's it. I'm done with this. I'm going to confront it. I'm going to address it by identifying it. That also is a necessary component to being delivered from fear. And then spiritually coming before God and standing in the authority that God has given you by saying, you know what? I'm choosing to have faith in God. That's the best way scripturally. It says, hey, that shield of faith is what extinguishes those arrows. And so I'm taking up, I'm going to grow in my faith. So I'm not only identifying it, I'm not only having a willing heart about it, but I am, I am purposing to grow in faith in these areas, trust in God and grow in confidence in God. And you know what? You're going to be just fine. Well, that's all for now. If you've enjoyed this podcast, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Got a question? Hop on liverevolutionary.org and click Ask Vanessa. And remember to think, feel, and live. Revolutionary, 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 revolutionary.